and I don't quite get it far as the enterprise goes because it lets you do a screen share and see the other person's screen and they can also control your screen and whatnot to show you this oh, and that. So you that's know. like, hey, it's time for a meeting whether or not you're playing Angry Birds or not. Boom, I just you took know. over all of your screens. Please. January 30th, 2013. This is episode 40 of Yats. It's yet another tech show. We're over the hill. Number 40. How about that? Uh, got a great panel, as always. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me, Ant Pruitt. What's up, Ant? Hey, what's going on? We got Larry Press. What's up, Larry? Howdy, guys. We got Mike Rothman. What's up, Mike? Guys, I'm here again. Couldn't be more <laughs> pleased. Love this show. One of my favorites. Uh, you guys can watch us live, like I said, yet another tech show dot com slash live. Got a chat room there and a hangout there. And Ant's getting a phone call. Of course. I love my popularity sometimes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and yeah, call us live if you want to just mention something that we're discussing, if you have thoughts on it, or maybe the inside scoop and want to tell us what's really going on. 406 204 4687. That's our phone number. So, uh, you want to start things off with, I heard, I heard there was a name change happening in the world of tech. Maybe, I don't, I don't know why, maybe the word rim has some sort of ugly connotation to it. I don't know. But I heard word on the street is rim is changing its name to Blackberry and on the stock ticker, it's going to be B, B, R, Y or something. Is that true? Well, that's all because of of Mike Rothman talking about them being flushed and all. So, they didn't, you know, I guess they didn't want that any that toilet rim connotation in their, in their name. Again, know. makes it's sense. Makes sense. I got to apologize to the rim lovers, the BlackBerry lovers <laughs> out there. It looks like the BlackBerry Ten is a big going to be a big hit. Mike, do you have anything to say for those who may have rim jobs? People that work at Rim, a job keep, there. No. You guys, you guys keep turning <laughs> Too out much? quality products. We're happy for you. So BlackBerry Ten is looking exciting. It made their stock go up, even though few people have really gotten it in their hands and whatnot. Are any of you guys? Let me ask first: Is this enough to make an existing iPhone and or Android user jump? Oh no! Negative. Opinion, I don't think so. Okay, but is Matt, this? I do think it can get some of the hobbyists though to pick up that hardware and, and try to goof around with it. You know, you know what I think their play is here. It's it's capturing the trade up market that's still with uh, BlackBerry or RIM. The enterprise. So you got, yeah, you got a lot of old RIM devices out there. And they're looking for their upgrade path. And obviously, they're loyal to the brand because they've stuck it out this long. So RIM's going to be selling this BlackBerry 10 device and its successors, you know, to yep. to that market. Now, Maybe over time, they peel off some new users from Android or, or iPhone. But their app market's got to get a whole lot more sophisticated that this is a, a new operating system, and they're starting from a, a really low level of apps. With well, they do have Angry Birds, Mike. Well, and Evernote. <laughs> that's true, and <laughs> you know they do have Angry Birds, Evernote, and of course, being enterprise, they have SAP. And did we talk about it on last Yats, or maybe it was AOTA? I think it was AOTA, but they were offering like big bucks for developers yep. who would they called it their portathon. 
uh, yep. for developers. It, it was only for that one weekend, but people were making over like upwards of seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah, port. I thought it was at least ten grand, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And now, Ant, you said you were that you thought the hobbyists would be excited for the hardware. I thought BlackBerry 10's appeal was what they did with the OS. What What is this hardware that's going to be well, so special? I mean, from what I saw today, I didn't get to see all of the hardware specs, but I watched the, the, the live event this morning. And the way those um, phones were performing just in that demo, it, you know, you remember, I don't know if you guys remember back in September when we first talked about it and I was laughing the whole time during the presentation I mean, it was like night and day this yeah. go around. You know, it, it was so much better, so much smoother, and I mean, it, it was it was captivating. And I and all I could think about was how the Ubuntu OS is looking right now. I don't know if you guys have seen any rumors of that in the wild. It was sort of similar to that same interface and user experience, and you can just I could just see other hobbyists just picking that BB10 device up and trying to figure out more what's going on with the innards and what it can do and what it can't do and whatnot. Well, know? and I, th- I think it does differentiate a bit because, like you said, with the Ubuntu mobile, all, all the words, seeing the Firefox OS is going to come out soon yeah. for mobile. The, all of these different OSs that are coming out for mobile are all Linux-based. BlackBerry yeah. is based on the QNX system, which is supposed to be able to handle this real-time stuff a lot smoother. And they kind of showed that off, but I... I feel like that first that first demo they did like it was more video than anything and it wasn't really I don't think they had the specs there to really show you what this QNX can do. Yeah, that, I, that's what I looked for this morning, but the only only thing I can get out of it was PPI and and screen size. You know, but again just watching how they went through the demonstrations and stuff um it looked so much smoother and so much faster, you know, and it, and just the experience overall looked a lot more impressive. You know, it, it, it I can see people being curious about it and I'm not saying it's going to get a ton of folks, but I could see why people would be curious about it. it it's, it's, it didn't look that bad, but it might still be too late. And stealing a, a, a play from uh, the Apple playbook, uh, Rim seeded these devices with uh, David Pogue and Walt Mossberg uh, uh, over, over the last week or ten days, and they both published very positive reviews in, uh, uh, you know, in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal. The, the Pogue was, you know, as he as he is prone to be, he was sort of over the top complimentary and didn't have much negative to say. What about Walt? Because Walt gives it to you straight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Walt. Really liked the device, but uh, he also cited the lack of app support for you know what he characterized as a um, a number of uh, major apps. That, but isn't that, that are missing? Isn't that it's just the in due time? Isn't that yeah right? That's like default. How many apps did Android have when it first came out? How many apps did iOS have when it first came out? I mean, you have right. to give. Yeah. It needs to have time. You need a for, platform to get. Yeah, a platform needs exactly. to have time. Exactly. And people need yeah. to, to get it and be like, ooh, this is kind of intuitive. I wonder what I could do. And then we'll start seeing apps. And of course, all the major yeah. apps are going to end up on there eventually. I mean, it's just you have to serve the whole market. It's the same reason we're on Facebook and Google Plus and Twitter. Like you can't just pick one because then you're missing out on that whole other audience. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What now do you think, Larry? You is know, it... when Apple started with no apps, there was nobody else doing smart, but doing touchscreen phones. And these guys, you know, they're Microsoft is there for what that's worth. Apple is there. All the Androids are there. I don't know. I I kind of I hear what Mike said. I think people that are currently using BlackBerry and are sort of into that culture and into that brand, maybe they'll hold on to some of them. But I can't imagine that. You know, even if they pick up some QNX hobbyists or something, I mean, that's not going to make a difference. No, it won't make too much of a difference. Now, Ant, when you were saying uh, PPI and screen size, what is what are we talking about uh, pixel resolution? Is this coming up to, like, the Nexus 4? Or are we talking the maybe the G-Nex? The or? Z10, the Z10 is, is the one that had the... It's all touch screen. I believe it was three fifty six PPI what? on a 4.2 inch screen. 356? Yeah, I believe that's is that said. ridiculous or what? I, I got a I got a picture. Hold on of it. Let me see. I so, took a screenshot. 
300 is good. The human eye supposedly can't differentiate anything above 326, I think, or 321. Something like that. And anything over that, I I personally think you're just wasting power powering those pixels. You could you could cut it you could cut it at the at the sweet spot and extend your battery life or do something else. But it's all about those specs, right? When you have people that don't know better at the store and they're holding up the two boxes side by side, they're going to go with the one that has the higher number. I mean, that's just how that works, you know? Yeah, I, mean, some, some I want the some better one. And, the um, phones don't matter that much anymore. It's the ecosystem and all the stuff around them, I think. The phones are all kind of a push, aren't they? Yeah, right well, and I, I agree with you there. Right thing. now, it I'm is. talking about QNX. Are, one thing that could separate them maybe is are there some whoops there you go is there a class of application that that might make possible that'll that won't be available on the other platforms is there a place for innovation there well i, I think, think so right yeah and we should first maybe some not everybody knows what QNX is and just I'll just read real quick the description from the wiki it just says it's a uh, it's based on the idea of running most of the OS in the form of a number of small tasks known as servers this differs from the more traditional monolithic kernel in which the operating system is a single very large program composed of a huge number of parts with special abilities uh, in the case of QNX, the use of a microkernel allows users or developers to turn off any functionality they do not require without having to change the OS itself. Instead, those servers are simply not run. So maybe that, and here, let's take a look at what Ann's showing us. That That is pretty. But maybe that in, a, in and of itself is enough to make just a phenomenally smooth experience or have the carriers pick and choose what they want to allow or uh, I don't know. If there's some, you know, the other thing about QNX is it's as old as Mike and me. That, that thing's been around since the, the uh, ancient. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, and what was 1982? No, no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. They've it's, been doing real time applications with QNX for 30 years or something. It came out in 82 with a marketing target for embedded systems. So that's interesting that it is no, kind it was of running on PCs before. Oh, was it? Before 82? Yeah, it was, yes. Huh. Wow. But, so it's got a long heritage. Um, but And I can't. I have no idea the answer to this question, but that if there would be some class of application, like you're saying, Matt, phenomenally clo- you know, smoother user interface that would help differentiate it, then I think that would be nice. But I, other than that, man, I... Well, and what about this? Just another smartphone. What about the fact that it supports x86 arm mips strong arm x scale it's not like the other os's that are either arm or their intel base you know this maybe that's where they're gonna hit it is that they can be on arm and they can be on everything else i I don't know maybe it's easier for developers that would be another differentiation that would i'm curious to know if that's truly the case because blackberry's history was their their SDK and, and, and development side was just horrible to try to, to figure out for the developers. That was one of the things they fussed about, and they pretty much just jumped ship and said, screw but this, I can mix and make an app a lot easier inside of iOS's SDK versus the the um, BlackBerry SDK. But whose fault is that? Is it is it their fault for making crappy APIs and a crappy SDK, or is that... Yeah. I think it's I think it's um, the OEM side, uh, BlackBerry. Side. So hopefully they would have learned from that mistake, and this yeah. time around it's going to be a lot better. Because is this their yeah. last chance? Is this their last ditch I effort? Would say yes. You think? I would say yes. So they have to get it right for sure. You know, if they're going to be around for another year, this is this is going to have to sell big time. Yeah. You know, you guys, but it, what's their market share? I mean, any idea? It's still a big company, right? They still have they sell a lot. They have a lot. They're still a big company, but aren't they like fourth in market share now? I don't know. Behind two percent. It was really low. Yeah, I I I think their their sell their share of current sales is like three percent. Yeah, two or three percent. And that's only because of the hardcore entrepreneurs that's want not entrepreneurs enterprises that are wanting to stick around with them. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, but and well, it's I, funny. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm hearing also that there's a, a te- for reasons I don't understand, there's a teenage market for BlackBerry yeah. devices. Yeah, BlackBerry Messenger. Hold on. Yeah. In the U.S., though, or in other countries? Because that seems in like the US. a... Really? In the U.S., it was it was really big a couple of years ago, BBM. Um was that because I, companies or your carriers were charging per text message, so BBM didn't? Or I, I don't know. I've never used it. I know no, the I end-to-end encryption is on point. I never thought about it that way, but it, it, is a, it was a really quick and neat little instant messenger client before the further development. But now was that their like choice? And stuff. Was that their choice or was that the phone their parents put in their hands because it's what their parents had because that's what they got from work? It's probably the latter. Probably the latter, you know. But it was. I th- you remember the Ken phone? Yeah. Remember <laughs> For those? the two weeks it, that it was, yeah, it, that that market that they were trying to grab is what right. BlackBerry had. You know, that was their two percent BBM. Yeah, and I got to tell you, this new updated BBM, it it looks pretty nice, and it's got the video chat in it now, um, and then it has a uh, screen share on it. Really. Um, yeah, but and I don't quite get it far as the enterprise goes because it lets you do a screen share and see the other person's screen, and they can also control your screen and whatnot to show you this oh, and that. So you that's know. like, hey, it's time for a meeting, whether or not you're playing Angry Birds or not. Boom! I just you took know. over all of your screens. It, and and again, but that also depends on if they're on their business profile too. That's another thing uh-huh. this operating system has. It's it's. They really did much better with this presentation other than being 20 minutes late today. Hey, sometimes you get caught in traffic, (laughs) right? And for a show that's never started at 9 o'clock, we have no room to speak about being late. And that's my No, 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 no. no. They're going to catch some heat because they were trying to get everyone in in that arena or whatever this little venue was to get them situated and sat down. And and then they just pulled out this guy that just wanted to give like a little rah-rah, it's here, it's here kind of thing and pulled some people up. Yeah, a little pep rally kind of thing. (laughs) Do they Um, have cheerleaders? Does RIM have cheerleaders? (laughs) I I think we have a RIM cheerleader right here on this panel. Yeah? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) He's cheering on RIM as much as he's cheering on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, I'm giving them credit because it – they opened my eyes this time. Last go around, I laughed like hell at them. I remember that. <laughs> hey, hey, while we're on the subject of uh, phones, smartphones, and uh, killer features, did uh, any of you guys see this um, Computer World article by J.R. Raphael, Android's Quiet Killer Feature? It, it's pretty cool. The link is in the uh, rundown. And he, what he's talking about, because I didn't know, is uh, Android's uh, ability for apps to share data between applications. Uh, and Yeah, I well, just... it, that's, that's the thing that, like, in iOS, if you're on an app, like, let's say you're reading an article or something, and you want to share it with somebody, what, what are your options? Twitter? Facebook? Maybe Facebook? Is that even in that's there it. anymore? So now, yeah. when, you're in, when you're in, and actually, I can kind of show, show you guys what this looks like. But um, let's say I'm in Chrome and there's uh, just a random article here. <laughs> this is a good article. So I hit share. Here's what you get that pops up uh, as soon as it Sometime. pops up. <laughs> this is the Prime and it's on a nightly that's not very stable. Let me grab the 7. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's try this one more time. Take it from the top. Okay. Now. I'm in Chrome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to open up yet another tech show. Okay. Unable. Oh, we need to turn our Wi-Fi on. Jesus, guys. This Good is terrible. Lord, hold on. I can pull it. <laughs> okay. Wi-Fi's on. Larry just fall, fell asleep. Okay. Yet another tech show. Wi-Fi. We good? Give me a signal. Come on. Give me a signal. This is painful. Anyway. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to just edit all this out. I'm talking about an out. advertisement for a feature. Okay, so <laughs> you hit share. Yeah, so easy. <laughs> and you get this little screen that comes up. There it is. I can yeah. share anything on 
this tablet or that anything that I'm doing with any app that's installed that has that capability. So on here I have, and they've really done this. This was kind of clunky in Froyo, definitely clunky in Froyo. Honeycomb, I don't even know. Gingerbread, it was getting better. In Jelly Bean and ICS, it's amazing now. And so you get this little screen. I can share it with anything that has that capability. You can't do yep. that in iOS. And that it is a killer feature, and it's not something most users think about because we've always had it. It's just been how it works. So it is interesting that you brought it up that it's like this killer feature that... You know, so, and that so is my- interesting because one of my followers was just talking about this, Mike. He's an iOS guy, but he yeah. also has an Android device. And... Um, he said he was talking about I think it was the Google Currents app or something similar to that. And he says I'd like to be able to share stuff from here to this app and that app, and but I can't do this in iOS. It's just Twitter and it's just Facebook, you know. And I never really thought about that, but that's just what iOS wanted. That's that's how they wrote it up. So so let's say I'm in uh, Evernote and mm-hmm. I'm reading I'm reading an article I've saved in Evernote. Uh, this happens to be a uh, like a, a real world. Actually, I'm doing this, and I want to I want to share that with Gmail. So I tap uh, share, and it comes up G, uh, like this long list. So I say, all right, I want to yeah. share this with Gmail. Yeah, and that list will be large or small depending on how many apps you have installed, and depending on how many apps you have installed that have sharing capabilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In there. yeah. And sure enough, up pops a uh, Gmail Compose window. I, I can add it. I can add the email address, and what it's going to do is it's going to send the sync, uh, I'm the link <laughs> to the article. It doesn't send the article itself, but it sends a link to the yep. to the article. And in this is Evernote. this is something. I mean, we all probably all if you're on Android, you take it for granted. This is something I use for sharing articles all the time with Google yep. Plus communities, with Google Plus itself, with Seismic when I was using that, now with Tweetcaster. I mean, anytime I'm in Currents or my Sixth Sense or any of those article reading apps and I want to <laughs> yep. share it or post it to Facebook and get thoughts on it, that's how you do it. I Like, thinking about it now, and I've never really thought about it, it kind of blows my mind. Like, how would you do that on an iPhone? You would just have to share it to Twitter and Facebook, and that's that's it? And then yeah, on a computer. That seems crazy to me. Like, yeah, I don't that, even do any of this stuff on my computers anymore. I do it all on my tablet or my phone because the apps are so much better than the web interface. And sharing yep. them, is it's easier which is weird because all you have to do really is copy the link paste it and then type but in the app it just seems more intuitive to share something rather than oh i'm just pasting this link to you you know you're you're being more interactive it feels like yeah this is in in google plus the now they've implemented that all over google plus too and the default is you can turn it off but everything you do in google plus it says hey do you want to share this and that gets a little irritating. Uh, well, that's just them getting their signals too, though. You know that, right? Right. That's just them getting their signals too, because it I, comes I, to I, you I, as I a know plus they want one. Me to share everything I ever thought. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, because when you share, share it's it using, all, it's, it's logging you as a plus one for for that particular item. And so, if somebody no, I, wants to go and look just, look up Larry Press, a little edit to a post, they say, you know, they pop up the, hey, who do you want to share this with? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can turn that off. Well, yeah, and you can ignore that. I get that when I'm in my browser on the Google Play Store. If I want to just plus one an app, not necessarily post about it, not necessarily have anything to say. I just, I like this, plus one. You can just hit the plus one and then move on. You don't have to fill out the box and then hit share. Your plus one will still be counted and listed in your plus ones. Yeah, all I'm saying is when you, if you make a change to a post or do a post or comment on something, it's uh-huh. all the time. It seems asking you, "Hey, do you want to? Do you want to share that with your circles? Do you want to share that with your communities?" And the answer is no. Hey, no, no. <laughs> I'll leave you alone. <laughs> you never liked show and tell much, did you, Larry? 
Well, so, if I write something and I do five revisions to it, do you really want to get five notifications? Hey, you just re- you hey, just fixed the spelling error. How about you write something right the first time? <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, that's my OCD talking. I find oh, typos all the time. I, I thought that I, I, I just not as good a writer as you are. <laughs> no, you're just not as OCD at proofreading as me. Oh, I, I just thought it was a pretty cool feature and one that I hadn't really stumbled upon very much or that I have tried to use. And it's it's not exactly intuitive. For instance, some of the things on my um, uh, Nexus 7 that come up as shareable is I can send an article to Bluetooth. Or to Dropbox, right? But now Bluetooth makes yeah. Bluetooth makes sense. Dropbox absolutely doesn't. But Bluetooth makes sense if... If you have two devices connected to Bluetooth, and I mean, you don't really need to do this because Chrome, if you open up Chrome, you can share whatever you're looking at. But before you had Chrome, there were very limited ways of of sending something from your one device to another. Linking them between Bluetooth is a way to do that. So that's probably just residual from the old days back when... You use Chrome to phone, but it didn't go phone to Chrome. It was just one. What you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Just a pain, right? So now, now it's. But they left it in there because I'm sure people still do. I want to share this MP3 with my Bluetooth so that it goes to my car or something like that. Anyway, it's a very cool feature, and I'm not sure that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people who are even consider themselves pretty good uh, Android users don't know that that sits there that way yeah or they take it for granted it's something you yeah. see all the time if if you've been using android since the the early days now speaking of android larry did you have a chance to poll your students on who was playing ingress and who was not and how oh, many of yeah. them were android users you totally forgot didn't you oh, Larry. <sighs> larry. <laughs> <laughs> face paul <laughs> all right man it's okay um, I'm gonna. I'm, they, Next we've week. got a list. Now we've got a class list server, and we've got a uh, oh nice you community can... set up. I will pull them the minute we hang up from this. Very cool. So next That's week cool, we will talk about that. Uh, any any thoughts on Ingress? Uh, the more you guys have been playing it, have you gotten that into it, Mike? You know, I got the first day I got it installed. It I spent like a couple of hours. Um, getting up to speed on it and learning it. Roaming joined, the streets. <laughs> yeah, it, roaming the streets like a madman, right. you know, like a homeless person. Uh, I joined some, here's a tip for you. There are a number of Ingress uh, communities on Google+. Plus. Yes. Uh, so I've been, I've been haunting those. And what I'm looking for is a block of time when I can put on my homeless clothes and go out, out and you know roam the streets again. You know, I have, so I just, have. It's just yeah, way it's too cool. Yeah. I have yeah. an Ingress uniform. It's black sweats, black sweatshirt, and a ski mask. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you see the cops, you run like hell. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, people, you guys really need to be more cautious where you're dropping these portals i mean i was like in the middle of a highway that's speed limit 75 trying to blow up a resonator because your 100 foot diameter of the portal takes three of them right into the middle of the road not safe just say that's a prank yeah and, and i mean i know it's closed beta and a lot of these uh portals are off and the information's not correct and saturday we have a group going out to actually get exact gps coordinates take pictures and submit like a bunch of these new locations and where they need to move some because i'll tell you there's certain places at the post office you're not allowed to go unless you work there i found yeah, that out to me i found that <laughs> oh, yeah. out the hard way and got a, a little talking to by a gentleman that worked there because to bl- again blow up a few of these resonators you have to go into the non-trespassing site and they don't like it when you're back there. I don't know if this is a post 9-11 thing or what, but I didn't have my burqa on or anything. I was just like, hey, I'm playing it's Ingress. A, it's a serious lack of a sense of humor. Yeah, well, <laughs> that too. He didn't like the ski mask, I guess. <laughs> the ski mask and the gun in my pocket. That's fine. You just have to go over there after hours, Matt. 
And now I heard a rumor, and I don't know, I didn't really look this up. It was just something I heard from another Ingress player. Uh, once this comes out of beta, everything gets reset. Is that true? Levels, everything starts over? Do you guys I know? have not heard that. Okay. Just, news to me. Okay. Well, maybe I'm just what spreading is, rumors. Who knows? You know, with Google, it could be five years before it comes out of beta. That is true. true Closed beta. True. Now we're in open beta. Now we're in more open beta. Yeah. I, I got I got like a 20 meg download overnight of uh, the Ingress uh, app on my iPhone. Uh, on my iPhone. You on my wish. HTC One. <laughs> I saw yeah, the I got best today. In on some of those Ingress groups, people are making just the most amazing artwork. And I, I saw one the other day that it was a picture of a dude like just kind of looking down at his phone, and the the caption said, "Are you texting? Are you playing Ingress? Oh no, wait, it's just an iPhone." <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was the best how they had. I mean, the look on the it was it was classic. And I saw another one that showed uh, like a a monument of sorts, and it says how you see the world, and then the other half is Ingress screen with the portal lit up, and it says how we see the world. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I totally see the world that way now. It's kind of messed up. Everything's, like, it. a portal to hack, and, yeah. Can't wait to go to Charlotte tomorrow. Oh, to you're going to have so much fun. There's so much stuff there, I bet. Mm-hmm. It's such a big spot, so it's yeah, going to be a Yeah, that's cool. And there was uh, a new update also. I don't know if you guys are on the 1.20 update yeah, that's now. Yeah, that's what Mike got last night. Mine came in a little yeah. while ago, actually. Yep. Good stuff. Still yeah. haven't fixed the landscape mode thing. You can only play it this way unless you... Yeah. But soon, right? Yeah, soon. You, know, you know what we really ought to do? If, if you want to go to Ground Zero for in- Ingress, uh, come out to San Francisco. Oh, I we'll bet. Do, we'll do a, a Yap listener meetup and egress uh, uh, attack. That would be great. Let's the Montana Unified Drone Resistance, Mudda, <laughs> coming all the way to Frisco to blow up some stuff. Forget about uh-huh. it. Forget about it'll get, it. It'll take me a month to walk over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to drive the work truck there. <laughs> So, so plan, so plan this out a good ways ahead of time. Right, and I expect it's my Google on. Glass to be there waiting for me. <laughs> uh, also, Ant posted something. Well, we won't talk too much more about this, but Ant posted something that was kind of cool. It was the Battle of Disneyland. If you've never seen what an Ingress battle looks like, this is pretty oh, epic. I mean, Disneyland. There's portals everywhere, and you see this time lapse go on of just. Green, 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 shield or uh, fields, and then blue, 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 blue fields. She did a and good then, job on that. She did yeah, a really good job. That was that really video. done well. So, very. Cool. Hey, one of you slip a uh, link for that in the notes. I want to see that. Yeah, definitely. Well, I've been trying to find it here since. Pre-show. Didn't you post it, Ant? <laughs> yeah, I posted it. I must have posted a lot of <laughs> Look stuff. Look on your profile, like brother. Way down in my stream. You, you posted on the uh, Yats uh, forum. I don't know if you know this, but no, Google has a search lie. function. You could just search oh, yeah, yeah, through yeah, 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 it, yeah. Ingress. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just shut it, Matt. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> just saying. It's so much easier asking my friend. <laughs> All right. Uh, while Ant's doing that, Mike, why don't you start us off uh, talking about these Chinese hackers at the Times? Some breaking news? Yeah, this is really... Breaking news with Mike Rothman on location in China. (laughs) This this is a story uh, just broken by the uh, New York Times. I mean, literally published about two hours ago. And it is is their cat and mouse game and their description. Very lengthy article for the New York Times. Four pages. uh, Dang. Yeah. That uh, starting back in October, they, they published an article that alleged that uh, Chinese senior government officials were profiting, you know, in the billions of dollars while while serving as officials, they accumulated huge fortunes, you know, of of billions of dollars. So this appears in the Times, and shortly after that, the Times is broken into by hackers. Uh, So the Times hires this security firm to trace these hackers and their activity. And the article goes on uh, and tracks the, the, the cat and mouse game that the hackers and the security firm and the Times uh, technology team pursue 
over you know the period like November, December, January, three months uh, of uh, trying to fend against uh, this attack. And the, the conclusion, you know, the article presents a really very compelling case that this is this is not just some innocent uh, student hacker in China trying to poke around. This is a uh, highly sophisticated. Now hold on. Are you are you telling us the storyline for Mark Rosinovich's book, uh, Trojan Horse? Or yeah, is it this... sure sounds like it. Doesn't, doesn't it? it? Have you uh, read that? Oh my god, it's yeah. such a good book. Yeah. Do you, know uh, you guys remember Cliff Stahl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like his story too. Name out of the past. What do they think these Chinese guys were after? Well, the, the, you know, the the Times fear is that they're after. Uh, identification of the informants in China that uh, that fingered the government officials who have profited all of these billions of dollars. Gotcha. And uh, the Times is at pain to say they don't believe the I, their in their sources were ever revealed by anything done by the by the hackers, but it's it. Seems pretty clear that that's what the hackers were looking for. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and Anyways, I wonder if some of the not collateral damage, but some of the some of the misdirected malformed packets kind of hit other sites, just not like intentionally, but cause them problems nonetheless. Because there's so much of this yeah. happening, there's so many bad packets on the internet, and a lot of them are coming from China. Granted, a lot of that, or maybe not half of it, but less than half of it, could be people using Chinese IP addresses, botnets that were in China. I mean, it doesn't mm. just because you trace something back to China doesn't necessarily, and maybe it does, but I, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't necessarily mean that it's them doing it, even though probably more times than not it is, but. You know, you could you could route yourself. I could route myself through Mike's IP and make it look like he was attacking it. You know, it's not that hard to do, especially nowadays. Well, I mean, you, you know, absolutely, Matt. And you got to read the story with that sort of um, critical critical mind. Uh, but you know, there, on, on the other hand, there were there were real clear signals delivered to the New York Times right. from from senior Chinese officials that the Times investigation of the wealth of their uh, their premier's relatives would have consequences. Well, yeah, sure, that's yeah. kind of... And also, the, the cats are smart, too, not just the mice. I mean, this is smart guys against smart guys. Yeah. yeah. And that's what makes the story, the, 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 the Times article, such a good reader, because it is a cat and mouse game. It's really smart people uh, in the U.S. holding off these people from, uh, from uh, you know, allegedly from China. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's... You know, this comes at a time when the U.S. military, did you read this story, has just announced they're, like, increasing, like, 5,000-fold the size of the military forces devoted to cybersecurity protection. Mm. It's an official, um, what do they call it, a a, uh, theater. Yeah, Cyberspace is now just like the European theater and the the Pacific theater. Really? Uh, Yeah, maybe. The cyber, the cyber theater. It's big time, yeah. Yeah. And if if you guys read uh, the first book, Zero Day, like, uh, sorry, by Mark Rosinovich, like, a lot of that kind of happened, or you could very easily see it happening. And then when you read Trojan Horse, the second book, it's just like, this is definitely happening. It's it's really mind blowing what's going on out there that a lot of people are really oblivious to, and maybe for the better. Maybe if everybody you knew, don't want people to be too paranoid. Exactly you know? right, because then who's sharing on Facebook or who's who's even going to want to use the internet? And I, I don't know. I mean, I know it won't go that far. There's always going to be the the whack a mole game of white hats and black hats with the reds in between, but it's. When you start like killing pacemakers and to assassinate people, like this is it's gonna get intense, I think. You know, the fact that the Times came out with this story 
says that they've got pretty strong evidence. I mean, they're a real cautious uh, bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. Scary. Scary, scary, scary. Yeah, definitely when I have some time, I'd like to read through the the whole thing because it sounds like it's right up my alley. It's very interesting. It's a good read, and it really does read like something right out of the science fiction, you know, the, the, the... the, the the fictional works that we're all reading these days on that topic. Right. We should definitely try and get Mark Rosinovich on the show. That would be awesome. <laughs> to accuse the Chinese military of launching cyber attacks without solid proof is unprofessional and baseless. And who said that? That reminds me of what Scientology said back in That's like the eighties when they were that getting was, I the the New York Times wouldn't do it. Without good basis, they're really conservative guys. They're and this is um, a quote from the Ministry of Defense. There, yeah, in China, yeah. Well, what yeah. did you expect them to say? Yeah, we did it. Sup now, suckers? <laughs> like, bring it on. You <laughs> well, know, I mean, they—they—that's politics, right? They're I guess they could, I guess they could have said, "Now we have no record of it, but we would definitely." look into this oh and like make it like maybe somebody maybe one of our dissidents here we'll definitely get on that i mean that just sounds really defensive right here yeah right by by the the way just for the record the u.s military also said they didn't know anything about the uh the uh, stuxnet just yeah that destroyed the uh centrifuges yeah stuxnet yeah Yeah. which is also in zero day interesting Yeah, yeah yeah isn't that oh so they said they didn't know is that what you said, Mike? They did not know. Yeah, they, they, okay. they claim they know nothing. You know. Okay. We know nothing what, about what, working with what? Israel to create this cyber weapon that will eventually get turned around and used on us. We knew nothing about that. Okay. <laughs> that no, that's fine. Made in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And with that, let's move on. And tell us about everybody just stop sweating the mobile data usage. I mean, oh not me, because I'm on Unlimited, and I will never let go of this phone. Okay, especially... you just shut it with your Unlimited plan that I wish I had. <laughs> we talked about on AOTA last night that they're getting rid of this phone. You can't even get a GeneX from Verizon anymore. So, Oh, really? Yeah, going bye-bye, or did go that's bye-bye. Why you, that's why you have to go to Walmart like I did, or Amazon, <laughs> and get it for a penny. Nice. <laughs> no, I can't remember the last time I bought a phone out of Verizon. Really? For, for a Verizon plan. Man. Because they overcharged This is the last one I ever will, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) But no, this, this, I think it was, I wrote about this on my blog, and I think right now it's tax season, so people are getting their refunds and stuff, and it's sort of intermingling with, with contract season. So I've been getting a lot of uh, emails and texts and a few phone calls about, what do you think about this phone and what do you think about that phone? And, and I'm like, that's fine and dandy. And then they say, well, what about how many gigawatts should I get? And I'm like, gigawatts? Yeah. They, <laughs> you know, it's always something like that. Giga who? You know, how, how many, how much data should I get? And what's happening is every scenario that this, the carrier representative is telling these folks, you need to get a bigger data plan. Basically, you need to get a bigger data plan and spend a little more money per month. And I'm trying to tell these folks that are just average users, they're, you know, they're using email, they're using text, they're using Facebook and other social media, but they're not streaming a lot of Pandora. They're not streaming a lot of YouTube and things like that. So they're not going to use a lot of data. And then the next thing you have to look at, at least for me, um, when you go to work, you have work Wi-Fi. When you get home, you probably have home Wi-Fi. If you're, like, in, in my position, my I, I get LTE, which is great in town, but at my house, I get crappy 3G. So I'm on my Wi-Fi, which is hooked up to my 30 megabit cable, which is great. Yeah. Now, right. for my use, let's just say from January 15th to uh, February 16th, I was about to say. Like, we're not there yet. Hold on. <laughs> All right. So from January 15th through the 31st, and I've been running Ingress. I've been like just I've unlimited, so I use it as much as I want. And I've only right. used 828 megs, and that's Google Music, that's Tweetcaster, Facebook, Ingress, Google Plus actually uses the most, which is interesting. Google Plus with images, I'm sure, uploading yeah, pictures, images. smartphone photographer, right? So it's 
when 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 it when they say you only get two gigs, like everybody's initial reaction was like, "That's BS, brah, rabble, rabble," and I was like that too. I was like, "That's stupid. Why?" Yeah. And more more so for the fact that why are you making me have to monitor my usage? Just let me use the damn thing. I pay you how much it. a month, and you want me to do what? And a crap I, ton. Yeah. So, but when you really drill down into the numbers. Let's go from December 16th to January 15th. A full month, yeah. counting Christmas, all that stuff, right at a gig. 0.99 gig. So, like, not even anywhere near a two-gig limit. Now, don't get me wrong. As I said in my, in my article... Your use case will vary. Mine, my use case is different because I have a one-hour commute one way and another... Just to get back home, it's going to take another another hour, and so then I'm either streaming, uh, I don't know, podcasts, music, something on my phone, and a lot of times I'm even streaming, um, what you call it, Netflix or YouTube, and listening to that as I drive, and so that takes up a lot of data. And the first time I had this whole data cap plan, I knew I was going to go over it, and I did. And I had the four gig plan. I ended up having to get. Um, six gigs i believe something yeah i believe i ended up having to get six gigs on it and that's that again that's just because it's my use case everybody is not going to be using the whole netflix and youtube and why stuff. are you watching like, netflix while you're driving hold on <laughs> because i can damn it <laughs> <laughs> you're an animal ant because <laughs> my car so drives itself sucker I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, I sit in traffic every day and, and like i said i'm normally just sitting there listening to it whether it's youtube or heck sometimes i've even i'm even streaming my plex um media server that's and, here at the house. And you know, I'll give you guys an alternative to having a fixed cap or having unlimited. Like I, and I think this is the wave of the future. I, I use an MVNO. They charge me for what I use. Like Ting? Yeah. Ting. Not everywhere yeah. gets stuff like that, though. Like a Republic Wireless or a Ting, you can't get that up here where I'm at. Yeah. And Grant, I'm a small, there's you a small. Sprinter. Yeah, but look, Walmart's getting it, is becoming an MVNO. I think, but only in places I, where I those carriers I, are, and if it's only going to happen in places those carriers are, and if you're in a place that's already heavily dominated by Verizon, particularly, they're not ones to share their towers. They got into it with Altel up here over that same thing, and they were like, you know what? Fine, you can't use our towers anymore. And Altel's coverage went <laughs> done, and then AT and T or Sprint, one of them came in, and their coverage is crap here. Because Verizon has all the, and you know, Verizon's not going to want Ting or any other MVNO getting on their towers. It's not uh, going to happen. AT and T has MVNOs. T-Mobile um, has MV. Don't you think they'll eventually get pressed into it ten, five, ten years from now? But the, the coverage is start, what. Like, is, I'll give you a case. I understand if you, if there's none available, then there's none available. But more and more, there is. It is available. It, There's it, unlimited plans all over LA now. Every time walk down the street, yeah, you see it, store and that store with with unlimited plans, or it's unlimited up to two gigs, and then we it's still unlimited, but we uh, slow it down. But um, I don't know. I I have the feeling that that cartel is starting to crack up. It definitely is, and if if it would Google, be nice. I think Google's put on probably the most pressure with trying to further this this cause because they're they. They want you using your phones. They want you using the internet. And if you're worried about counting bits and bytes, you're not going to be using it as much. And, I mean, there's ways around it. Like Ant said, he, he streams his podcast. Personally, I have my Droid X with Beyond Pods set to wake up at 6.30 in the morning, connect and to the download. Wi-Fi, download everything, disconnect from the Wi-Fi, and then it turns back into my alarm clock that wakes me up for work, and all my shows are there. And... Yeah. If I had good coverage everywhere I drive, like some places I get no cell coverage at all. So I can't yeah, see, I, don't have I can't stream, either. but in your use case, you could probably stream anywhere you're going to find yourself. So Yeah. You know, and another thing that the reps are telling these folks, you you're going to have that 4G speed and it's just going to burn it up really fast. And yes, the 4G is insanely fast. But again, if are you're you... not in a particular use case 
it, it, it doesn't matter whether you're on 3G or 4G but because you're just not using the data. Are they fooling people by thinking that like, oh, this is faster, so it's going to eat up my my bits faster? It, like it's a, you're yeah, using the same sale. amount of bits, you're just getting them quicker. You're not yeah, it's using. A sale. That's all it is. That's and I so have to tell stupid. folks that just just don't Stop worry about it. this, people. Yeah. You know, but hey, the sales reps, they got to get their commission. Well, so, of course. Yeah. And that's always, oh, I hated sales jobs. Like, just pay me money. I don't have to worry about selling to people. That's the worst. Yeah. But yeah, I had uh, to do a PSA the other day. Well, that's that, good it because was, it, people, was, it was bugging me that people are getting strong armed into buying a four gig plan and they'll never get close to it. Right. Never. When you get a plan <laughs> like that from Verizon, can you change it midstream? You can change it back. You call them up and say, hey, look, I'm not using all of this. Let me change it back. But does that, it back doesn't back. that extend your contract, though? Any no, changes no, you make? Does I it not? Okay. That. Yeah, I asked them about that when, um, when I had to go up to the six-gig plan. Right. And I said, well, I'm going to try this six-gig plan. I, I don't know if I'll hit it, but if I don't, can I tell it back? You know? And she said, yeah, you can. And, and I asked, and she said, it doesn't affect my contract. That's so cool. they are somewhat fair on it. It's just initially they want you to give up the goods. Because <laughs> I think if I change anything, like they they kick me over to the shared plan and no more unlimited. Like I can't upgrade my phone. I can't really. I'm pretty much stuck with this yeah, device, stuck, which right. I'm I'm lucky that I got this when I did. Otherwise, I'd be stuck with the Droid X and really pissed. Ooh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Could yeah. you imagine? Oh my god. Yeah. No ingress. And your uh, piece was up on a new domain? Uh, no, this was actually on my blog. And, your personal uh, blog. Yeah, I think AntPruitt.com will end up repurposing it to put it on there too. But yeah, they did say they'd like to repurpose it and put it on a new domain, but it's definitely at AntPruitt.com though. It's good, good on you for uh, getting that story out because, uh, man, there are too many slimy practices by the big carriers. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. Appreciate that. All Mark, right. I uh, got yeah, go to check Mark. out this uh, alternative, uh, uh, what do you call it, MSDN? Or? MVNO. 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 Which stands yeah, they're, for? They're just basically they resell access. They buy wholesale from the you know the big companies and, and resell it. And when that ha- and when that happens, you are taking uh, access off of one of the big carriers. Yeah, like uh, the one that so. I use, uh, they buy it from from Sprint, yeah. and they just sell it to me cheaper and with no contract. Now the the one thing is, every one of them that I know, you have to buy the phone. Like right. Yeah. You you bring your yeah, own device. No yeah. 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 But that makes sense in this you make up that situation. In just a couple of months. I mean, you know, yep. that's um, if you can try it. And Walmart is going a step further. You can buy the phone from them, but they'll let you buy it twenty five bucks on twenty five dollar a month payments. Yeah. No so interest. You come up with the whole, you know, five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks for an iPhone. You just give it to them twenty five bucks at a time. And that makes so much sense. Because you know, that's, in when, essence, uh, what you're doing when you get it subsidized through the carrier, except they're giving you back that cost over yeah. a two-year period on a contract, yeah. guaranteeing that you're going to be there, and if not, you're going to pay them more to get out of the contract. So it's, yeah. it's definitely the way to go if you can and if it's in your area supported. You know, when, when cell phones were not very first starting, but when they weren't very much established, I did uh, a couple of times studies of the state of the internet in uh, Singapore. And when they started out there from the start, you had the, the two were separate. You buy your cell phone and you buy your cell phone service and they weren't allowed to bundle. Um, that was just the way it was from day one. If I'm able to get something like a Ting or Republic in this area, I would definitely go for it. You know, but as I've said on Previous episodes, Verizon just has me in a stranglehold right now. But let me ask you this, Ant. Let me ask you this. Are you going to get LTE 30 megabit up, 5 down, 10 down, whatever? Or, excuse me, that's switched. Are you going to get LTE speeds on any of these MVNOs, though? I don't know. I mean, that that it's it's still using their infrastructure. You it, theoretically, you should, right? Sprint is converting, is going to LTE. They gave up on uh, WiMAX, I guess. Yeah, and, yeah where it's go. available, it's available. It's it's the Sprint network. Uh, but I just didn't think that saying, their their I, HSPA I plus that y'all can't get it in your towns right now. But it, look, if if all the big cities 
get that way, that'll put pressure on these guys. It sure oh, will. Oh, for sure. It definitely will. It'll drive prices down regardless. Uh, it'll drive your prices down, too, even if you're stuck with Verizon. I, I, it's going to cut their margins, I would think, in the future. Mm. I hope. I would hope. Um, let's talk about this before we get out of here. You brought it up uh, pre-show. Uh, interesting article from the EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Is it illegal to unlock a phone? The situation, they say, is better and worse than you think. Now, uh, we kind of covered this on AOTA because at first in the Android community, when people heard it's illegal to unlock your phone, they thought, I can't root I can't custom ROM because I can't unlock my bootloader. This has, no, and we talked about this, this has absolutely nothing to do with your bootloaders. This has nothing to day. do with ROMing, anything like that. What this is, is when you get a SIM, it's locked to your device. If you want to use that device on a different carrier, you have to have them unlock it or use a third-party unlocking tool. That's what is becoming illegal unless... And and uh, Jerry Hildebrand on Android Central, I think, one of those sites, he wrote a really good article about, like, more times than not, if your account is in good standing and you call them up and give them a legit reason, like I'm traveling or traveling the world. whatever, they'll unlock it for you. So it's really not a big deal. It doesn't apply to anything prior to, what was the date? January 26th? 26th. So... I don't know. But now this article uh, on the EFF is saying... It, it has, and I mean, where this whole thing comes from is the DMCA, the because this software that locks your device to the carrier is covered under that somehow. So under what change, they say the DMCA prohibits circumventing digital locks that control access to copyrighted works like movies, music, books, games, software. Uh, it's a fantastically overbroad law that bans a lot of legal, useful, and important activities. Uh, in what's supposed to be a safety valve, the U.S. Copyright Office and the Library of Congress have the power to create exemptions for important activities that would otherwise be banned by the DMCA. Oh. Uh, so they say, first, the good news, the legal shield for jailbreaking and rooting your phone remains up. It'll protect us at least through 2015. Uh, the shield for unlocking your phone is down, but carriers probably aren't going to start suing customers uh, RIAA style. So uh, the Copyright Office's decision, contrary to what some sensational headlines have said, doesn't necessarily make unlocking illegal. Uh, unlocking is an illegal gray area under the DMCA. So, Just another reason why my next phone is going to be one that I purchase unlocked and subscribe to one of those services from Larry. Yep. That yeah. might be. And what they're saying is, is if a court rules in favor of the carriers, penalties can be stiff, up to 2500 per unlocked phone in a civil suit and 500000 or five years in prison in a criminal case where the unlocking is done for commercial advantage. So that's if, if you get your phone off the street from some dude who's got phones in his jacket, you know, like, hey, I got phones, I got Rolexes, I got, I got what you need. You know, like, those guys... Rolex were on watches, too, you know? I know, that's a Folex. I got Folkleys, too, what you want. But that's... They're saying, though, that, they, that businesses that do it you know, other than guys with things will be vulnerable, perhaps. But I, as right. I read the article, it was also saying the court may not even hold in favor of this because right. what you're doing is you're getting the right to communicate with somebody else, but you're not like uh, stealing a movie or anything. Well, you know what it's going to depend on is the first case that precedent gets set. So yeah. hopefully yeah. the mm. EF, and we know the EFF is a hugely awesome group that the, they'll be behind this for sure. Like, pushing it to the good side so oh yeah uh they say so what can we do creating and defending the next round of exemptions will start in late 2014 if lawsuits happen the court should recognize that the dmca is being misused and refuse to apply it to anti-competitive software locks ultimately what we really need is to either fix the exemption process or reboot the anti-circumvention provisions of the dmca uh, or both yeah preferably i I read another approach some, some, I can't even remember where on a list server of blogger that, that I was reading, but a guy said he was calling for mass civil disobedience. He said, let's get 100,000 people to just uh, unlock say, it. Unlock. That's awesome. I'm in if you guys are in. 
I know one thing. When this when this was announced last week, um, I remember thinking to myself, you know, this really isn't going to affect me personally. Yeah. Um, you know, it's this. I'm I'm still going to be able to root like I want to and put on custom ROMs and whatnot. I I I don't necessarily see myself traveling abroad or anything like that. At least not in the near future, or anything. So. I'm not, I really wasn't going to worry about it. it then, then again, I'm selfish, so of course I'm not going to worry about it. Well, that and legitimately, you, me, all Verizon users don't really need to worry about this because if you unlocked it, like what other LTE network are you going to use? There isn't one yeah, at the moment. And maybe in the future there will be, but I don't think it's going to work that way. You know, I don't no. think it's going to be a different band, so you're going to have to unlock your phone and then put in a different antenna in it. Like that's right. going to be fun. Who's going to do that, you know? Yeah, I'm but, not XDA developers. I'm not going exactly. That route. <laughs> I love XDA developers, but I am not XDA developers. <laughs> so, uh, but I think the main thing is is that everyone was like, "Oh my God, we can't root and rom," and that's totally not what this has to do anything with. So. Apples and oranges, my friend. Exactly. But do you, it's it's clickbait, right? I mean, if you know that that's how you phrase your headline to be an a hole yeah. to get cl- like. You're kind of spreading misinformation, and that's kind of yeah. your bad, so whatever. Yeah. All right, and uh, let's see. I think we got time for one more. Did you want to talk about – this is kind of interesting. The uh, FCC chairman, Julius oh, yeah. Ganachowski, uh, announcing the expansion of unlicensed Wi-Fi 5 gigahertz spectrum and the establishment of at least one gigabit city in each state by 2015. It's a great announcement. Will it happen? Wait a minute. By 2015? That's in like yeah. two years, this, dude. This is Better get on it. Out the gigabit challenge. This is all happening in like just right after Obama gets reelected, right? Maybe they're going to be a little more. Uh, I don't know what you're saying is true. Can the FCC make any of this happen? Well, they made the five gigahertz bandwidth happen, uh, the spectrum. and uh, But can they make, uh, they put out this gigabit challenge, what kind of money there is behind it or other than just wishing it to come true. But it sounds like maybe they're going to be a little more activist. But doesn't um, this give... Now that Obama doesn't have to run for election again. Doesn't this give companies like a Google who is wanting to get into this space some encouragement into doing so and not having to fight antitrust or why do you want to be a carrier or whatever? This is kind of... I think this is a good thing if, if it ends up happening. Or if I wouldn't Google think a, a company like Google needs any further motivation. Exactly. Google needs, I think in Kansas City, they're going to figure out whether they can make money doing it or lose little enough money that it's worth it to generate more ads. Well, and remember, what is their key? What is Google? It's an ad company. How do you get served ads? You use the internet. It's in Google's best interest for people to use good, fast internet. And if they can be the ones to provide that pipe for you, then all the better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, if they can just break even as ISPs. Exactly. They're going to make... Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on, though. At least we know we'll have stuff to talk about at least till 2015, right? 2015, man. That's that's great. If Google does all this and becomes so dominant, our grandchildren are going to be talking trash about them the way we talk about Verizon. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) God, I hate Skynet. These these damn cameras everywhere. Stop (laughs) looking at me. Ah. (laughs) So, all right. Well, anything else? You guys want to wrap this up? I think that was a fantastic show as usual. Lot going on. Great show, guys. Good stuff. I'm so yeah. All right. And... (laughs) Uh, hey, well, hey, Ann, how are you feeling? Okay, I am unbelievable, man. This is going really well. Going Excellent. really well. How's the Borg Fantastic. hip? Acclimated the Borg hip? <laughs> almost there. It's almost there. Nice. I still feel it shaking around in there sometimes. You got a screw loose, maybe. You might have to go back to the dock, get that tightened up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, my mom has told me that many years, my friend. <laughs> nice. Screw loose in your head, not your hip. Who would have known? <laughs> All right, uh, check out that thing uh, you wrote about Stop Sweating the Data Caps on your blog, which is antpruitt.com. You guys know we put links to all this stuff we discuss and Larry's blog and Mike's writings on yetanothertechshow.com, so check it out in the show notes uh, that Ant graciously provides. 
Yipper. We appreciate that. Leave us a message for the show if you want. 406-204-4687. We'll hear it or get up on the Yats community. It's a great way to interact with the show and all of us throughout the week when we're not podcasting live at yet another tech show.com slash live. So we got a Facebook page. You'll see everyone but Ant on and a Twitter account you can correct. follow if you want to know when the shows go live. You won't see Larry or Mike on that thing either. I think I'm the only one that posts to the Facebook page. So <laughs> she's like shaking his head like, what? We have a Facebook page? Yes, Larry. Larry's, Larry's like, no. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I got a Facebook page, but it, I gave it the day after I got it. My wife stole it and she's used it to play games with oh yeah you might as well kill that thing with fire buddy kill it with fire and put it down (laughs) facebook thinks i'm a real big player of games oh man why am i getting all these game requests (laughs) that's the only one you'll get from me hey viva la resistance we'll catch you guys next week yeah thanks everyone Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.